welcome to Let's Talk About Brands. I, of course, am your host, Christine Britman. We're here every week talking about different elements of branding, especially personal branding. And this week's topic is something I'm especially passionate about, which is empowerment. Stepping into the spotlight of your own personal brand can be a very empowering activity. And it really does involve empowering yourself with a certain amount of fearlessness to show up as your true self, to bring personality into it, and to just really be unbland, to say, here's who I am, here's what I stand for, here's what I'm about. And today's guest, empowerment photographer Tiggs Rice, does exactly that. We're going to get into what an empowerment photographer really means, what she does. We talk about what type of empowerment really is needed when it comes to personal branding and brand photography. What does empowering photography look like? How does that differ from your standard standing in front of a wall LinkedIn headshot? And we're also going to talk about common factors that we both deal with as a photographer and as a personal brand strategist, in my case, when it comes to helping people get out of their own way and get rid of their own blockages so that they can really stand in their personalities and shine. And then at the end, Tiggs gives her advice for how to really step into your brand. If you've been on the fence about doing so, she's going to give you some tips to get started. Very excited about today's episode, and I'm feeling very empowered. I hope you will. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This week, we are going to be talking about branding with empowerment. Specifically, bringing your real self and your personality to your brand photography. We've all seen pretty boring, flat headshots to sort of tell you nothing about the person except they're capable of standing in front of a wall. And then we've, of course, seen shots that are completely full of personality that do some of the branding work for you, quite honestly, because they communicate so much about who you are and why people should stand up and take notice. And so speaking about that today is our guest, Tiggs Rice. Tiggs is an empowerment photographer. She does this in all sorts of ways, which she is going to talk about, but she is really determined to to show how photography can help you be more visible in your branding and show up with a lot of personality in a way that shows your why. We are going to dig into that with Tiggs today, but without any further ado, let's bring her on. Hello, Tiggs Rice. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. All right. So empowerment photographer, let's get into the yes. definition of that and how you came to embrace that as your very unique title. Yes. So I originally started out, if we go way back, I was working as an illustrator and had always wanted to, I guess I never really knew what kind of art style I wanted to work in. But illustration at the time was 
the one that really appealed to me because it encompassed everything. And as long as it ended up in 2D form, it meant that I could present it as a final piece. About my third year, I fell out of love with actual drawing and printmaking and thought, oh, I'll pick up a camera and see how this goes. And has started taking photos of my friends in this cupboard at university that had uh, literally no windows where I had a bed sheet in there and a tungsten lamp and was getting my friends to come in and pose. So the first one I did was about broken dolls. And then I ended up doing as project, my final major project was on Alice in Wonderland. And again, roped in all of my friends and this lingerie theme kind of was playing around in there a little bit. And so we went through that one and there were lots of like costumes and some of my friends had turned up in corsets and very vintage retro lingerie. And people kept asking me, oh, I love the work that you're doing. Is it possible that you could photograph me doing this? It went from my friends in a cupboard to people actually asking to commission me to photograph them and make them feel great in their underwear. And the boudoir side of my brand was born. So I was doing that for 10 years until lockdown hit. And around that time, people had started saying to me, actually, I love the boudoir stuff you're doing. Could you possibly do that for me with my clothes on for my brand? And so I took all those skills to empower people and help them reconnect with their bodies in their lingerie and then brought it over into the commercial world as well. So for a while, I've had two businesses, personal branding and the boudoir side of things. And then something suddenly clicked in the last year or so, where I was like, actually, what I'm doing is empowering people to show up as their authentic selves, regardless of whether they have all their clothes or none of their clothes on. And that's where the empowerment became part of how I branded myself. And one really interesting thing about this is that a lot of people wouldn't naturally make the connection between something like lingerie, boudoir photography, and branding photography, but you've hit it right on the head. It really is very much about just showing up as yourself and having confidence in yourself to show up in that way. I often say that the work I do as a personal brand strategist, it's very vulnerable work because the uh -huh. absolute first part of it always is identifying and clearing blockages. People have blockages towards showing up as their full selves, whether it's in a professional capacity or even in a personal capacity. Do you find that you have to do some of that work with some of your subjects or do they tend to show up having done the work and ready? I think by the time you've got to a photo shoot, you probably have done some of the work, at least to have the have the audacity to show up for yourself in such a such an obvious way. But yeah, I think there's a lot of work that gets done during the shoot as well because it really does it really does help you reconnect or, or connect wherever you are in your own journey to truly see yourself and allow yourself to be seen through someone else's lens as well. So occasionally people will show up and have done most of the work. But sometimes we do have people who are at the very starts of their journey and it might be the first time that they've ever really dared to stand in front of a lens and be seen. I have an amazing client who hadn't really ever been in front of the camera and booked to shoot with me. It would have fallen under the boudoir category. It was one of my virtual boudoir shoots. 
and she just thrived afterwards not necessarily because like i'm not going to take credit for it she's done all the work herself but showed up for herself and since that day has constantly been visible online she shows up every day and posts selfies and videos and tiktoks and it's incredible how once you take that step and really own the skin that you're living in and putting it out there as authentically as possible how much it can help you break down barriers that might have been stopping you from showing up in your business as well now why do you feel people do get so hung up on being photographed and i'm not even talking about the boudoir shoots fully clothed in a suit people are just really nervous we all know those people who are like oh don't put me in the picture or every picture you take of them they're like oh i look awful you guys look great but i look awful. we all know those people in fact a lot of photographers i've noticed are often those people a lot of photographers <laughs> never want to be photographed what is it about capturing our image that freaks people out so much oh gosh i wish i knew the answer to that one I'm definitely, I used to be one of those people and guess that's how I became a photographer is always the person behind the camera. There's obviously something that's stopping us from showing up as our authentic self, but I have definitely been guilty of myself. I don't know if it's this, been the same for you. Do you ever hit a point where you're just like, ah, like this is it. This is my why. Because what maybe held me back is probably not exactly the same reason for someone else. It could yeah. just be your origin story, how you were brought up or Maybe as a child, you were taught to be seen and not heard or heard and not seen. Or I think everyone has a different something. I like how you mentioned their why. People maybe haven't discovered their why or it helps people discover their why. And that's something that we were talking about before we went live too, that you do in your work. So how can that come across in something two-dimensional like a picture? How can that be part of helping somebody express their why as a person or in their business? I think it's so important to show what makes you tick. Why do you get out of bed every day? There's a photo of me that I absolutely love. It's not a professional photo. It was shot on an iPhone years ago when it was all grainy. And it, honestly, it's nothing special in terms of quality. There's a picture of me sitting with one of my clients who happens to have a, a disability. So she's lying down on the sofa and I've come over to her and I've got my camera and I'm leaning back over the sofa, holding the camera so that she can see it. And there's this moment of connection between us where I've taken a photo that she's so happy of. And it's just this beautiful aura of a smile that's generated through her entire body and me in my element as well. And it's photos like that just really capture the essence of what really makes your soul sing. Maybe that is working with your clients maybe it's on set maybe it's you going out and volunteering and spending your time within the community and growing things planting things cleaning things maybe it's you giving someone that a little boost in life there are so many ways that we can connect with ourselves and i often find that the why photos sometimes aren't ever the perfect photos they are they're the behind the scenes. They're the moments between moments. They're the ones that we really connect with. That leads perfectly into my next question, which is that you talk about authenticity and bringing your authentic self and showing your authentic self, revealing your authentic self for the camera. 
What do you feel are some elements that sort of differentiate one of those authentic captures, the sort that you get in between post shots, as you said, from something that's maybe a bit more of a, a standard headshot or something of that nature where someone isn't really showing up in the same type of way? What do you feel are some of the differences as to what goes into that shot that has those layers into it? Uh, I like to refer to those as hero lifestyle shots. So you have your headshots where you have your pose and you're looking at the camera and smiling and all the ones that we know we need for our business headshots or LinkedIn avatars or, or that kind of stuff. But I think it's those moments where we just let go and we're caught being our most natural selves. For example, in if it's a boudoir shot, I can normally tell by the way that people look at themselves or they interact on set, which part of their body is the bit that they're most conscious of because there will be a constant connection with that part of themselves, whether they keep looking at it or they keep touching it, for example. And exactly the same, I think, in, in a business sense as well. Like when you when you're connected most with the thing that makes you authentically you, like the, your why, the, your USP, when you find that and you're interacting with it, you are in your element and there are expressions and the way you hold your body is going to actively change. Like when we're happy about things or things bring us joy, our entire posture of everything about us changes. And those are the shots that really excite me when you can just tell that someone cares so deeply about what's going on in that moment. Now, how do you prepare with a business headshot lifestyle shoot client? Do you find out about their business? Do you find out about them as a person? How do you make sure that whether it's the location, the wardrobe, anything, how do you prepare with them to make sure that you're going to be able to capture what you're hoping to capture during that shoot with them? So there's actually a lot of the work goes in before this shoot takes place. I send out a getting to know you questionnaire that asks loads of questions. It takes about half an hour, I'd say, probably to fill in. And it's tell me the thing that you are the most proud of in your career. I don't want you to hold back. I literally want you to tell me as if you're telling your best mate and we're going to drink champagne afterwards or something. We talk about brand colors and brand values. And if you ask your clients to describe you in three words, what three words would they pick? Or what would you want them to pick? What makes you what makes you happiest? What do you enjoy most about what you do? Tell me about your elevator pitch. And more recently, I've put in what is your why? Because I think it's such a leading question that allows people to sit there and think, OK, why do I do this? Why am I showing up? Why am I getting out of bed every day? And we also talk about things like the keywords and metadata that they want to be found for. So it gives me an idea of what target markets they're going for. We talk about ideal clients, who they're trying to attract, demographics, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we spend, most clients probably spend about half an hour filling that in. And then on top of that, we'll, we'll go through those questions and have a one-to-one -one chat before the shoot as well. We can build in brand colors and props and outfits that really help you show up as everything that I've made you think about in those two sessions. So yeah, so I would say we probably spend at least an hour, if not a little bit more together beforehand, just making sure that we're on the same page and that you really are getting the best for you and your brand. I'd like to back up a little bit. I've done a 
ton of photo shoots on, on this side of the camera. <laughs> and so I, I definitely understand the value of lifestyle shoots, not just your headshot for your LinkedIn profile, but for the folks at home who maybe haven't delved into the lifestyle shoot for their personal brand, they're used to just that kind of static professional shot on a backdrop. Could you just uh, expand a little bit more on the concept of what a lifestyle shoot is and why someone would want one for their personal brand? Yeah, of course. So they're kind of multifold, really. They're the kind of ones that you want on your website that really show what you do rather than just you have your, I call them corporate mugshots. Like you have the very standard headshot, face to camera, giving your best corporate smile. But the lifestyle shots really help show you in your element. So let's say, for example, you're an artist, a painter. So we would potentially go and shoot in your studio space, show you with the materials that you're using so people can get an idea of the kind of that you're working in. If you work on an easel or whether you work digitally or whether you work on canvas, uh, maybe you drip paint onto the floor. So maybe we would show some of the surroundings of you like, with all these like splashes of paint around you, the kind of brush strokes you're taking. So if you're working with like a palette knife or a brush, we could zoom in and show some of the work in terms of the texture of your artwork as well and really give that tactile feel. It's really about letting people know like who you are beyond the basic headshot, really getting down into how you show up for yourself on a daily basis in a glamorous way that you could send them for PR or you could send them to press. Uh, you can use them for your social media. So every time that you want to show up and be visible for yourself, you'll have the standard headshot, but you'll also have all of these pictures that show you in your best and most beautiful light. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What if you're someone like me, for example, where what you actually do isn't something that can be shown visually as clearly as someone like an artist? What if you're someone who is a consultant or who does something of that nature that isn't so visual? How do you figure out what to show and what type of environment to have them in and things like that when you can't really show exactly what it is that they do? So sometimes it might be show, showing the things around what you do. So maybe it's the places that you're working in or similar locations, potentially, if you need to. It could be how you interact with clients. So it could be bringing people in and showing how you hold meetings, for example, or the kind of places showing 
for example, if you were a luxury brand, like showcasing some of the clients, maybe going and having client visits and taking some photos in there and interacting with them. If you do a lot of public speaking, then it might be that we're showcasing you in a podcasting space or putting you in a public speaking role so we can showcase those kind of activities that you're doing as well. Or it could be the aspirational side of things. So for example, if you're showing up and telling people, I know the way to help you, you want to be a seven-figure business, bringing in the multi-monies and you want to aspire to this and that and whatever, and I have that, then maybe it's showing the aspirational side of things as well. Or conversely, if you want to show people that you are down to earth and approachable, maybe it's that side of thing or how you interact with your community, the volunteering work that you do. There are so many options, even as a service-based business that, you know, might be working from home in a spare office or maybe you're working from a co-working space. There are so many things that still make you, even if the visual element of your job isn't paints and easels and shiny objects. So the theme of today's episode is, of course, branding with empowerment, and you are an empowerment photographer. How is the act of showing up in a different way for our brand photography, how is that empowering? In what way is that part of our empowerment as a business person? I just think it's so important to show up for you not even for anyone else. When you show up as your most authentic self and you really put yourself out there as your truest, most honest form of yourself, there is no greater feeling. Once we get past everything else, what will people think of me? Or I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. And all of the I shoulds, we take those away and strip ourselves down to who we are at our most authentic self. There's something so wonderfully powerful in that. And you can see it when people do show up. I'm sure there are photos that we've all connected with that we've seen on social media. Those those moments of realness, which is so rare to find in a world of social media and especially in a world of AI now. It's just beautiful, raw, authentic humanness with all of our perfect imperfections and our flaws and our skin the way it was intended. I just I think it's I think it's just beautiful. And there's just nothing that beats that in my eyes. Now, if someone is coming from a space where they hated even getting just their plain old headshot done, and now they're in a place where they're stepping into a whole lifestyle shoot, stepping into their personal brand, what are some ways that they can use these images in a way that will actually benefit their brand? So definitely in the world of PR, press, any kind of public relations that you're putting out there, headshots are great for being seen. But if you're putting things out there for press, for example, you're going to make sure that you have images that are vibrant and appealing and are drawing the eye in and are different. Press and PR are wanting to see images that are different. They want to see bold, colourful. They want visually interesting assets from you. And so whether that's bringing in your brand colours or the destination location that you choose to shoot in, these are really great ways to take yourself out uh, apart from the crowd. So yeah, the, honestly, for me, the bolder, the better. I love to see images that are visually striking and catch the eyes. In, in today's world, 
the scroll stopping images, the ones that stop you in your tracks and you go through and pick out colors or look at the things, even here, for example, all the things I've got behind me, I've got my cameras that are showing who I am and a cheeky plug as well <laughs> for my socials. Uh, but they're the kind of things that draw you in and get you interested in the person that they're reading about so that they want to go and find out more about you. And one other thing that I really like that you have there behind you is you have the lucky cat and all of that. I know that yes. your travels to I know that your travels to Asia oh. are a big part of who you are. So that's another thing that I want to get into, which is sometimes people want to keep their branding and keep their brand materials and their brand imagery very tied to what they do. But a huge part of what you do and what I do is just bring in no, your brand isn't what you do. Your brand is who you are. So what yeah. are some ways that you help people uh, bring that into the fold? Because I'm sure when people first show up, especially if they're new to the concept of really stepping into their personal brand in this kind of way with a lifestyle shoot, I'm sure at first they're just thinking in one track. So what are some ways that people can bring additional parts of themselves into their shoot, into their materials, into their personal branding in a way that doesn't muddy up the message. It just adds some color and some dimension to who they are. Yeah, I guess in exactly the same way that I've got like the little bits behind me, I've got my, I've got my lucky cats and I've got a few bits in here that you can't quite see because of the light, but I'm pulling in things that are authentically me that just give a little hint to the personality that lies beyond. We go into shoots and we might be thinking, okay, the key aspect of this is getting myself photographed. I have to do this. I'm going to show up and all that, all I need is me in a business setting. But if you think of it in terms of your lifestyle CV, so you know, that section, like the extracurricular activities that like rural China's make that section look really appealing on the CV. And it's like bringing in those little parts of you. So what really makes you tick? What makes you, what brings you joy apart from necessarily the job aspect? So for me, it's, it's my travel and the fact that I learn, uh, I'm learning the Japanese language. And over here as well, I've got like my Polaroid cameras. So they're on brands, but it's showing that I love the idea of vintage and working with film, for example. There's also a scene I've got like a tiny uh hello kitty uh it's a japanese one as well that i got from out there so it's showing that playful side of me as well and all these little elements that you know clearly from my background i'm very much a business owner who wants to promote myself and a photographer but there are just little hints of things around me that also show everything else that makes me bespokely me it's very easy to find a photographer but how many photographers do you know that work in empowerment love lingerie have vintage cameras uh experiment with film have an interest in in japan suddenly all these things and you've gone i've gone from being a photographer to being a photographer with all these varied interests and actually the thing that you might connect with me over you might have been looking for a photographer anyway and you're like oh I'm really interested in Japan or I'm really interested in learning languages. You speak languages. What, what other languages should we talk about? And actually language is one of those ones that I often connect with people for. So whatever that is for you, whether it's the art that you put on your walls, your favorite color, it could be your pet. For example, we all know that cats do really well on social media, throw in a pet post 
but people might bond with you over the type of pet that you have or the specific breed. And I'm all for people bringing pets to shoots. Uh, if you want to do a lifestyle like branding shoot with me and bring your pooch along, I'm 100% game. So yeah, it could be the something that's very small that sets you apart or gives you a conversational point that makes you connect with with specific niches of your clientele as well. Yeah, you do a really fantastic job with your content and what you put online of having it be a wonderful mix of, yes, you're showing the work that you produce and the type of work that you produce and the type of clients you work with and your aesthetic, but then you don't have to dig too far to find you in there, which I think is really key. And that does set apart you from just being a photographer who does great, unique work to being, and here she is. And that also adds that bit of connection there for sure. Now, do you work exclusively with women or just mostly with women? And either way, how did that come about and how is that maybe different? So I work with all genders. So however you identify, whatever your pronouns are, I'm very happy to work with everybody. I would say the majority of my clients would consider themselves female or non-binary, majoritively speaking. But I do have clients that identify in other ways as well, a few male clients would say that it's because I come from a burlesque background. I spent 10 years touring the world, photographing burlesque performers. So although the majority of them were identifying as female, uh, there were boy leskers, there were queer leskers. So yeah, th I feel like the mix of that has very much led how my portfolio has gone over the last 13 years. I'm trying obviously to appeal to and make sure that I am appealing to all genders and to be fair all demographics within all genders as well but yeah it was I think it very much at the moment the empowerment space and the people connecting with that in the past have been predominantly women but I'm so excited about Gen Z and Gen Alpha where the stereotypical roles of men and women are being completely turned on their head and we're seeing a space where everyone is more willing to show their feelings regardless of their gender and their emotions and clothing is becoming more non-gendered for example and I'm really excited to see how that's going to affect how clients see me and how and the type of clients coming to me over the next sort of decade it's just a really exciting time to be in that empowerment space where we have this new generation coming through who they've not grown up with the same media and media led standards that we have. And yeah, they, I'm excited to see what they can teach me as, as well about empowerment and showing up for themselves because I really think they're nailing it. Oh, I love that insight. You're so right. One of the things I think part of it is because the sort of creator economy or not even economy, the whole creator culture has democratized the images that we see. Because it used to be you'd see images chosen by a magazine editor and airbrushed yeah. into complete falsehood. Social media has done terrible things also for people's self-image, but I think a bigger I'm impact has honestly been that we're seeing more types of people and we're seeing that there are more ways to be. I have several friends who are trans or gender non-conforming who came out older and they yeah. always say, they're like, if I had known <laughs> that there were other people, if I had seen this modeled anywhere, my whole life would have been different. 
So amen for empowerment and for getting all sorts of imagery out there. And yeah, the kids are all right. (laughs) Absolutely, they are. Yeah, I think there's so much. I refuse to be someone that gets stuck in their ways when I'm older. And I just, I know that there is so much that I still have to learn and that the world is changing. And I just want to keep rolling along with it and working out and finding out all these new things and thinking about things in different ways, learning about myself. We've come so far and I'm so excited about the world that people can enter these days and grow up in. And yes, scary things come with that too. I would hate to have grown up with social media on my phone as a teenager. I'm very grateful that Facebook didn't exist till I was in university. But at the same time, there are so many more tools and education available. We're not looking at Encarta 99 on a CD-ROM anymore. We have the entire internet at our fingers. So yeah, the world is changing rapidly and I'm here for the ride. I love that. All right. I would like one final tip for people who are maybe a little bit hesitant to, to get out there and to put themselves forward in a more empowered and vibrant way in their personal brand materials. What is one tip that you would give people to help them through that process and get a little closer to being able to show up in that way? If you are looking for a sign, this is it. Right now, this is it. You will, whatever reason it is that you're putting it up for, whether it's not being enough of something or being too much of something, every second that you put it off, you will be more or less of something else. And whether that's older or wiser or thinner or fatter, whatever it is that you see as the thing that's holding you back, I promise you that when you gain perspective in 5, 10, 20, a lifetime of years after this, you will look back and be so grateful that you chose this moment to show up for yourself. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) And with those empowering words, Tiggs Rice, tell people where they can find you, why they should find you, and what they will find there. Oh, well, uh, you can find me pretty much if you type Tiggs Rice in, it's a wonderfully unique name. uh, And you can pretty much type in Tiggs Rice on whatever platform you want to find me on. Or you can go to tigsrice.com forward slash welcome where you can find all of my links. You'll find everything in there from uh, empowering boudoir shoots, virtual shoots if you're not based in the UK, uh, personal branding shoots. I also offer workshops for photographers as well. So if you're someone that wants to get into the kind of work I'm doing, that's all there as well. Uh, But yeah, I would love to connect with you. Whatever platform you feel most comfortable reaching out to me on, I can't wait to hear from you. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tiggs. It has been a pleasure discussing empowering branding with you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you are listening to Let's Talk About Brand on your podcast player of choice, or if you're joining us on YouTube for the video podcast. Either way, be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand from the Adweek Podcast Network or to Christine Gritman-Inc. on YouTube. And I hope we'll see you here next week when I'll be interviewing another smart guest expert about another element of branding. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. 
You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.